that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass with uh, Carlos Hornbrook, who is a buddy of mine. I've known him for years. And he is now running for assessor of Orleans Parish. And he's going to tell us why. Okay? So y'all need to stick around, especially if you live in Orleans Parish. But you also need to stick around and listen to this just to understand a little bit of how uh, your assessment works. But uh, it's going to be some fireworks this election. Spudcast podcast right after this. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay. But where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Hello, Spud. How you doing today? What's up there, Carlos? Carlos Carlos Hornbrook, for those of you who don't know, my guest today is... uh, Damn, you know what? How many hats do you have, Carlos? Because, I mean, when I first met you, you were a stockbroker, amongst other things. Then at, what, 50? At age 50, roughly, you went to law school? And now Correct. you have a master's degree. Now you went on and got a master's in tax law. I said, dude, you, you, sound like, you sound like the people who just want to hide their whole lives in school. They don't ever want to graduate or something, except I know you're out there in the world doing stuff. Well, there's a um, method to the madness. Uh, I'm a financial planner, okay? And in order, you know, everybody uses the word financial planning very loosely. Uh, you know, insurance agents say they're financial planners. Stockbrokers say they're financial planners. Insurance agents say they're financial planners. What what they bring to the table is they know their products, okay? Because you you have to use certain products when you do estate planning. Now you also have attorneys that say, and, and bankers also say they're estate planners, but you also have attorneys that say they're estate planners. Now, what, 
I found out is a lot of attorneys, you know, of course they know the law, but then you have to really specialize in the law and, mm-hmm. and, and get an LLM in taxation because you really have to know the, the U.S. tax code to, to do a proper financial plan. Which but is the, very conv- convoluted on a good It day. is. Oh, it's like going through through a matrix of ma- a maze, okay? Yeah. Huh. You know, one code article sends sent you to another code article, which sends you to another code article, which sends you to another code article. And so you really have to be on top of it. But what I... What, what I, you know, what I noticed when I was doing the program is that a lot of, and the people, the University of Florida is the second best rated uh, tax program mm-hmm. in the country. And you, you know, just you want to hang some, on the beach, man. You ain't fooling nobody, Los. <laughs> so, so a lot of, a lot of, the, the, a lot of the professors are practicing attorneys. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when I went through the course, a lot of them didn't know the products. And that's really important when you're doing an estate plan. So, so now I, I can say, I've, I've, I, you know, also I, I got a real estate license. I'm a broker, mm-hmm. so I can, I can handle, you know, so I can look at somebody's uh, uh, plan, estate, you know, their current plan, and you know, and tell them what they should do next, covering everything. Because you know, I know the products, I know the laws now. And, and I also have uh, my insurance license. And co- I got a uh, property and casualty license, of course, and my uh, life and health license. But all of that, if you look at it, is a base, okay? Where you need, you, 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 first, in, when you're doing financial planning, you have to, the person has to have a base, like in sports. If yeah. you don't have a good space, you're going to get your butt kicked. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you don't, if you don't have a good base in your finance, in your financial plan, your, your financial plan is going to fall apart. So, you know, you, you have to look at some, you know, what their current net worth is, what their, if oh, they wait, have wait, wait. So that's what the base is. First off, you got to have some money. So Correct. that lets me out right away. <laughs> not really, not really, because, you know, you need to have a, you need to have insurance for your family. You need to have a retirement plan. You need to have a, a, a savings plan. So that makes up your base. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then once you've got your base set up, then you move on to, you know, the further recommendations. Okay. But you always have to have a base. All right. And I look at the city, you know, if I was to do a financial plan for the city, I would look how the police department is. I would look to see how their um, school system is. I would look to see how their fire department is. And that would be the base. You may, might throw in sewage and water board. Okay. But that would, if, if, so if you if if that base is not good, then chances are the city is going downhill. Any city, not just New Orleans. Yeah. So so the re, you know I'm I'm get I'm getting in this race because yeah. it's just uh, the assessor just doesn't have. I think it's he's clueless on what he's doing. How can you uh, reduce the property taxes on ten hotels in the CBD? Their own, they're not. No, their own. You know, the Marriott's owned by the Hill, uh, by the Marriott. Hilton is owned by the Hilton, and so on. And under his estimates, he's saying that he reduced. You know, he reduced the assessment fifty-seven percent, which which would be two point five million dollars. So twenty-five. Let's say his assessment twenty-five million dollars. Okay. Yeah. But the downtown development district 
is saying that it's ninety million dollars accounted for the nine, for the ten hotel down for ten downtown hotel properties. So now you're taking ninety million dollars away from police protection, fire protection, um, what the city can do to fix their roads and the school system. So basically, uh, that's that's why you decided to run for assessor. I mean. I know some people approached you. I'm not going to name any names, but I know some people approached you because they know the work that you've done. You've not they they know how you've actually gone up against the assessor with certain uh, things and beat him in court, and so they finally just went, you know, low spinal chew deals. And and so now, I mean, because look, this this thing about the the hotels and the muckety muck uh, businesses and such downtown. That that's, that's kind of like old news that they haven't been paying their fair share. Everybody's bitching about the rich not paying their fair share. But in this instance, when it comes to ad valorem taxes, you can kind of look at it and go, that hotel's worth a whole lot more than your tax bill represents. And, well, and, and if we're in a situation where the crime is bad, we ain't got enough cops. They had to furlough firemen. They furloughed people work during, the, during the COVID. If, if they would have been raking in the money they should have been raking in, we wouldn't be in this boat. Well, he, the assessor is famous for saying, it's not my job, and the law made me do it. So Louisiana uh, Revised Statute 47, 1978.1, requires an assessor to modify the assessments of properties that have been damaged or destroyed um, if it's a, of an emergency declared by the governor, which he did, okay? Yeah. But what rubric, it doesn't tell you how much, okay? And, and also, if he's saying he's going by the law, all right. So he he reduced the assessments downtown 57 percent. But what about the condo owners that live in the warehouse district? He didn't reduce. He raised there. Mm-hmm. So what that means is every coming this August, if everybody wanted to appeal their appraisal by the city and what what uh, Mr. Williams says, he's an analyzer, which I think he's doing a poor job of analyzing. Because he, every appeal that went, he, he had 783 appeals that went in front of Louisiana Tax Commission. He lost 90% of them. And, so, um, that what it, so what it means, he's, the majority of the property that he's assessing in New Orleans is about 20 to 30% higher than it should be. So you're paying extra taxes that you shouldn't be paying. An assessment should be about 80% of the value of a person's home. Because then, you know, you can take years that are up, that are down, and over a four-year period, it should hash out. Yeah. But he's not hes not doing that. And then and then he is so petty. When he loses uh, a hearing, the next year, he, he re-ups it again, thinking that he outsmarted people. But no, you have the, that appraisal for that year, so he's going to lose again. So he's just, I mean, he's... He... By by, by raising the appraisals that he lost last year, this year he's still he's going to go. He's, 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 and, and what is what is he doing? He's he's wasting resources. He's wasting his re- resources from his office, and he's also affecting the state because they have to um, you know set hearings for these these um mm-hmm. these appeals, send an appraiser out there get an appraisal, and he is wasting state resources also. So. He is just 
just because you know he this might have been okay 30 years ago which i don't think so but in his eyes but it's not okay now we're in a major problem right now well 30 years ago there were seven assessors i mean so at least the city finally got around to to bringing it down to just one and the argument was you know there are actually if i remember correctly when all this went down there are actually more parceled properties in east baton rouge parish to actually assess than there were in orleans parish and that was the argument they used to say why do we need seven assessors to assess less property than the one assessor in baton rouge does yeah because right now we got 144,000 residential homes okay Mm -hmm. and then uh we have uh it's about uh, I think twenty thousand resident. I mean commercial properties. Okay, and their their assessment according now according to the assessor's office, their their assessment dropped by three hundred million dollars. Okay, where res, where residential homes got raised by one hundred ninety three million dollars, and that's according to his. It could be more, mm-hmm. and for him to be ra- saying I I lowered. I lowered the the assessments for the hotels and commercial buildings because Louisiana rise, Louisiana revised statute forty seven point nineteen seventy eight point one told me said I had to do it, but he, it also says to do it for the individuals too. So, but he raised it. So and, and he's contradicting himself, and he's not letting letting us letting us know what rubric he used. Did he just one day wake up? Oh, let me reduce fifty seven percent. Yeah. Well, how did he come to that decision? It doesn't always pass the smell test because, you know, businesses have a way of, of, uh, you know, kicking in a whole lot more to political campaigns than anybody else. But that's, you know, that's, that's, you know what? Let me step away. Let me step away before (laughs) before I say too much that I ain't supposed to say. Uh, My guest is Carlos Hornbrook. He is um, running for the office of assessor of Orleans Parish, and he's here to explain a little bit of why he's doing it and why maybe you should vote for him. So when we get back here on the Spudcast talking out my ass, we'll find out more. Getting older and feeling your age? Low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds? Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again, or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. 
And we're back talking to Carlos Hunbrook, who is running for uh, assessor of Orleans Parish, which is uh, that gig is so far and away above my head. I, I just I don't <laughs> I mean, I can barely I have to go to H&R Block to do my taxes there, Carlos. So, uh, that is a bad idea. Okay. They get me money back. Well, just to say, uh, sometimes they, they have problems there. Well, I, I've, I've been dealing with the same two people there for the last like three or four years and I'm happy so far, but you and I talk about it one day, having a beer someplace, you know, in the meantime, though, by the way, for those of you also, who didn't know, uh, Carlos is the man who, who introduced John Goodman and his wife, Annabeth. Because yeah. that's his claim to fame. Because that that, who's, that? who's that guy with a car? Oh, that's the guy who does John and Annabeth. You're kidding. <laughs> that guy, cheese and pizza. I'm surprised they let him in the same house. You, you <laughs> didn't know I had a dating service. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Carlos Hornbrook, Cupid. We should have a little picture of you with little wings and a diaper. <laughs> put that on your put that on your posters, man. Hey, Am not only will I assess your house fairly, I'll find a prom date for your son. How's that sound? Oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait to have you in the neighborhood there, Lo. Let's let you know, speaking of that. Okay, speaking of of actually assessing a home, I have never had uh, an assessor. I mean, I I grew up in Ascension Parish. I lived in uh, Lafouche Parish for a number of years. Then I met Maureen uh, and lived in. I've been in Jefferson Parish for twenty-seven something years now. I've never had somebody knock on the door and go, uh, "I got to assess your house." So how do I know? I mean, when we sold our other house, moved into this one, la 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 la. Yeah, then you got somebody coming and do a, a real run through of it, and they give you a price that it sells for. What's the difference between the sell for price and the assessed price? Okay, well, state law lets the assessor use one of three methods to calculate property taxes. One of them is the the market approach, and it relies on sale prices. So let's say you bought your home for $80,000, okay, and and then in the person before you had bought it for sixty, well, the assessor will raise, because you bought it at eighty, will automatically raise your assessment to $80,000, okay? Now, but let's say, you know, they have other property owners that live and and, 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 and let's, let's say that you bought the place and it got totally redone. Okay. Yeah. But now they have other people living in the neighborhood. It's really not fair to them because you bought a, a home that is totally redone. Okay. And, and, and then, you know, in their, their value of their place is probably, you know, 60,000 without being redone. So in the old days, the assessor would just raise, keep the, you know, Keep your, you know, you you at eighty thousand and keep the other person at sixty thousand. But now, the assessor in New Orleans, I don't know any other assessors if they're doing the same. He's raising everybody's property at the eighty thousand dollar level. Now, when it came to his property, he didn't raise his the value of his property, according to uh, I, I heard mm-hmm. this uh, on the news now, because. He said that he had termite damage, and therefore he could not – he could get away without raising the assessment on his property. Well, that I had year. termite damage on my house. Of course, I live in Jefferson well, Parish, but still well, I paid to fix it, and then my, assessments, well, my assessment well, went up. Well, well, and because if you wouldn't have fixed it, then you could be breaking a law, which is called dem, demolition by neglect. Mm-hmm. Okay? So – so, so, so people they're saying that's not fair. Okay, another, another. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, it. wait a minute. So, how do you know, as the assessor, how do you know somebody fixed up their house? They bought it for eight. They bought it for sixty, 
or they they bought it for eighty, right? Okay, but they went and put another thirty thousand into it. Well, how do you, how do you know that? I mean, do you well, do you have access to those records, or if no, well, I get what, does code enforcement share their stuff with you? They, they could, yes, because you have to get uh, you know, you do have to uh, you know, get uh, get you know, sign up and get the permits to do the work. But some you know, some people don't, but. They're essentially you bought the house for eighty thousand, so you're admitting that that house is worth eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. What is not fair is for your neighbors now. Should they, if they're if they haven't had any work done, should their property be assessed? You know, a yeah, higher square I, I footage. Understand, I understand that, but if okay, like I have, I, people built a new house next door to me. They tore down a little bitty house, mm-hmm. and they built a great big house. And so my property, because they did that, my property values went up. My taxes went up, but the property value that somebody places on on the possible sale went up way more than than the uh, than the amount of taxes would would demonstrate. You know, so I mean, I would think somebody would want somebody to come in and buy a house for eighty and put fifty, sixty into it because their property values are going to go up. But I mean, well, how high is their taxes going to go? Well. That's well. That's where the problem comes in because mm-hmm. you know they don't. The market approach, if you know, if you if you're just doing it on face value, okay, mm-hmm. and not going and investigating, it's really not fair to the other homeowners. Yeah, I understand right? all that. It's just you know, it, I need to go back to my original question because we're going to run out of time before I get too much stuff. How do okay. you know? I mean, how do you know? Do, does somebody does somebody from the assessor's office eventually go around? And knock on people's doors and go. You're you. We drew straws, and you're the house we're no, gonna no, fix. They don't. Okay. Now, and I'm gonna let you know what, how, why I won so many cases against the assessor. Okay, it's because he is. They got all these new condos being built in the warehouse district, mm-hmm. selling them for mil, you know millions of dollars. Okay, so now he's saying my condo that I bought, you know, back in 1990, which I haven't done, you know. Any, you know, except putting in a new refrigerator and a new range, saying that my value per square foot should be the amount of theirs, but it's not. Okay. And what happens is the Louisiana appraiser comes personally, looks at your property, gives the appraisal, and, and it's much lower than what the assessor, what our current assessor is doing. So he, he what he should be doing, he should be sending people out. To people's homes, all right. When they when when you, you follow protest, yeah. they should. I think but, they should. But and I, he can't okay. say he can't say he doesn't have enough money because he has like eight million dollars squirreled away in his account. In his, Why, in his assessor know, account, not in his political account. No, in his assessor account. Okay. And he and he's using the excuse that he's saving that money for a new building, hogwash. You know, not with all the problems that we have. Yeah, that's that's kind of silly, especially they've been working. I mean, if they have termite damage in the building that he's in, then I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. Okay. Uh, God, there's so many different questions to ask here. The biggest one that I got, the, the most complaints I got when I was still on the radio and talking about this, uh, I had a friend of mine who was the assessor of Lafouche Parish, and I, talk, I actually had him on the air talking about it because in Orleans Parish, August is when you go and complain about your rates. And I asked him about it because they, Orleans Parish would not come on my radio show. Uh, I asked I asked my friend uh, uh, Mike Martin, going, how does that work? I'm going, that doesn't leave people enough time to actually complain about their their uh, 
their assessment. And he went, you can come into my office any day of the year and complain about your assessment. The problem is that you have, I have X number of days to actually send in my information to the state. So in August, that's when I, or September, that's when I do it. So you have to have come and complained by August, say, whatever the date was, and because now he has to stop and send them into the state. But after he sends it into the state, you can come back and complain and look at it, and he can reassess you that way. I keep hearing stories that in Orleans Parish, you had that brief amount of time in August to complain, and if you didn't get in front of anybody and complain about it, you had to wait till next August. Is that is yeah. that still the case? Well, yes. From right now, he's he's. I think he's sent sent out notices. I mean, you can go online and look right now and see what your assessment's going to be. Okay. Yeah. So, but you you still have the August, the last day of August, to file an appeal with the city after that the city gets a hold of you and then they have um they have their appeal system which they hire a, a bunch of uh appraisers okay mm -hmm. what but again you know i told you the assessor lost 95 about 95 percent of the time in baton rouge well here he wins basically 99 percent of the time it's so rigged for him to win and so that a lot of people don't realize they might be discouraged going to the next step, mm -hmm. but if they went to the next step, they would probably win. So but now, because well, it's, now, a, it's a time kind of thing. I mean, you're up right. against the clock and they're all figuring, well, the clock is done, but that's now, not, that's not what my friend in, in Lafouche Paris said. You can complain and have get reassessments every day of the year. It's just that he's got a time frame to meet. Okay, right. I got about and, I got about two three more minutes, man. So well, when, when, another thing is is that when you do make a deal with him, he sometimes he doesn't honor those deals. He tries to backtrack after he's given his word. Oh, wait a minute, what kind of deal? What are you talking about, man? Like, like for instance, his no, numbers. Deal, no, no, like you do a, like uh, we did a settlement, okay, and I agreed to their offer, okay, mm -hmm. and then they're supposed to send the, the change order in to the state, and then the change the state change sends it back but it took them eight months six to eight months to send my change orders and then i am asking if they did send them into the state uh their employees said they did and when they didn't literally lied so i got the head guy at the louisiana tax commission on a three-way we call we called up the um mm -hmm. the employee at the assessor's office and he again lied on the phone saying oh we sent it in and then the then the guy from the head guy from the state said, "No, you didn't. There's no record." And he was he was blaming it on the Treasury Department that the Treasury Department wasn't doing their job. So he had to eat crow on that phone call, and it forced them to send in the 13 uh, change orders that I needed changed. I had to wait six, seven, eight months. So, and then another time, um, we agreed on on, on, a, on a, a, a whole condo. You know, it was assessed high. We, uh, they didn't, they, they said they weren't going to abide by their, by their, uh, by their word. Mm -hmm. We had an email. We had to take them to court to make them do their job. So uh, it, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just dealing with, it's a with the assessor. Is it, no, it's, it's, he's very petty. He, he, he just, he just doesn't you know, want to mm -hmm. do his job and he's trying to find a way to basically, steal money from you.
All right. Well, I'm out of time. I'm way out of time. But this doesn't sound like a conversation that's going to end right now. We might have to have you on uh, in the next couple, two, three weeks again. And I'm positive I'm going to be hearing something about this. But you know what? The bottom line is you're talking about your hands in my pocket. The government sticks their hands in your pocket enough. So right. they may as well do it by according to the law. Carlos Hornbrook, thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye. All right. Wrap it up, Spudcast, right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, Carlos Hornbrook, running for assessor of Orleans Parish. Y'all should listen to that. And all you people in Orleans Parish, man, hey, sounds to me like y'all should should challenge your assessment because you're probably going to win. Anyway, yeah, I got to have some fireworks uh, this election season. It'll be good. In the meantime, though, thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast. You can find me on Google Podcasts and Public Radio and Stitcher and Amazon Music and Spotify and Red Circle. And I'm on Twitter at SpudGotDat. Also on my Facebook page is Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. If you want to sponsor this program or find out more about it or you want to suggest a guest, you can contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, I'll see you next week. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.